let's jump in. White supremacy got me down, but we got a show to do. Got a show to do. Uh, got to report the news. Hey. Black people got the blues. <laughs> Black men don't know how to act. White women, you're about to get smacked. But we got a show to do. 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 We're the woke 100 kicking down the door. Big women at the top. We ain't playing no more games with you whores. Oh, Even though we one of them too. Cause we got a show to do. Got a show to do. We got a show to do. We got a show to do. Is this a speed up? This is Amber J. Phillips, the high priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz King of the South. And you are listening to the The Black Joy Mixtape. Hey, what are you doing? Like what? What? Got the same 24 hours I got, nigga. summertime they put us on a list they in essence magazine we are absolutely in essence this month your may issue amber got on a yellow midi dress being all distracting <laughs> looking like you a know. mix of a sun and a pineapple soda uh, uh, okay i mean jasmine just her theme this summer is titties like <laughs> <laughs> in case y'all see Jasmine out, just wave and keep it pushing unless you got a dollar on it, okay? Or a couple, many, you know, and some time. Because what we won't be doing is going half on happy hour. Come on, somebody. <laughs> it's too hot for that. So, <laughs> me and my nigga Malaya and her nigga Jossie went over there to Law Society the other day for okay. happy hour. Yes, yeah, a very cute happy hour. A and frequent I, spot. You know, it's real cute. It's purple in there. Uh, Y'all don't be up in there crowding it, you know. Uh, But maybe we do need niggas to crowd it and tell them to get a DJ anyway. Yeah, they do need a better DJ. That's for damn certain. I witnessed these folks on a date, this uh, this (laughs) black man and this fine young black woman. They over there in the corner talking and stuff. Uh I'm going over there, close my tab. This nigga walk up with the woman like, all right, uh, we going to have to split this up. We not split. I got the meat. Balls in the Modelo. <laughs> and I was just so upset. I was like, nigga, you ain't got $24 on this? You don't have an extra biscuit on this month? Like, you can't.
spend in the summer just trying to be presentable? Like her nails done, her feet done. Like y'all paying these were for really these nice drinks. shoes. This blowout was proper. Like, <laughs> and I just, I just want you to know that uh, next time some shit like that happens around me, I'm just gonna be like, baby, what you get, Mister? Still your girl. I look. <laughs> I got you, girl. King of the South got you, girl. All right? <laughs> Just embarrass them. The Black Joy mixtape always get new friends. Yes. Come we, on, that sister. That could be your origin story right Come there. Come on, sister. I got her. Yeah, me and yeah, her. Don't, don't, had, don't. Just put that on my tab. She had the muscles and the white <laughs> Ziffindale. Nigga. You can't got. You ain't got $20? I mean... I can't wait to the cool color colorblind collective of this show Don't because black men get is just embarrassed the worst. because if I pick up this tab, your date is over. <laughs> you know that right. Y'all ain't never seen each other ever again. Yeah. She gonna be our new friend though. Yeah. We friends. Man. Excellent. <laughs> These niggas talk about you wanna be in charge, but you can't pick up eighteen bucks. Ain't Man. You are now listening to Essence's Woke 100. Woke 100! 100! You know how long we've been waiting to get on somebody's list? Man, we stay on somebody's list. Thanks to blessing. Quita who started out with our write-up. Yes, the very the first, very first one. black person to put their pen on the Black Joy mixtape was Ces- the homie. Yes, Cecily Bowen then came yeah, through with know. a few lists for us. That's a New York Times writer now, bitch. Yes. And she has been on this show multiple times. Mm-hmm. Like, we are blessed. Yvette Dion put mm-hmm. us on lists. You know, we got a bitch media in the house. Taylor Crumpton at Teen Vogue. Taylor Crumpton at Teen Vogue. Yep. yep. So yep. we stayed on the list. Black you know? people, I mean, black Stay people have been her wrong. You know, I think that we're grateful. The Black Joy mixtape, you know, I'm glad we get not accolades. Yes. You know? Flowers, why we here? Because you, it might be a white woman in a short flight to take you on out of here, okay? So thank y'all, Black Joy Jubilee, <laughs> for rocking with us. Yes. Making sure we're able to pay for the SoundCloud yes. every month. You Telling know. your homies. Amber. Yes, Jasmine. We have some amazing news, don't we? We have some exciting news, you guys. So... <sighs> Because we're being blessed by the Black Joy Jubilee, y'all keep rocking with us for this year and some change. Real ones, real ones. A1 day ones. We are cooking up something super special for you all because the Black Joy mixtape is going to be a big sister. Oh my God, y'all. Oh my God. We are in the process of creating a new show for y'all in partnership with Stitcher Premium. Stitcher Premium, baby. And we need y'all because we fucks with y'all. Y'all are family. Y'all are A1 day ones, y'all. especially the DMV. So we want to create an opportunity for all of us to be behind the mic together. Not all at the same time now. This opportunity is going to be a black-ass trivia game show. Yes. And y'all will get to play it with your favorite news and politics podcast host. Um, the Black Joy Mixtape. All right. Ain't you excited? That That is something to go run and tell about, you know? <laughs> Who knows might come through the door, nigga? Who is trying to play the black-ass game show with your girls? As and, my mom calls. 
Anyway. And we have a way for you to get to us. Yes. Tell them, Amber. So all you have to do is drop us a line and tell us what you are doing to contribute to black culture. All right? That's it. Just tell us your name, who you are, and what you are doing to contribute to black culture. Now, you can email us your answers at culturetriviapodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's culture trivia podcast at gmail.com. Hey, please do not email the Black Joy Mixtape. Don't do it. Because your answer will not make it to the show. <laughs> we want you there. And specifically, if you are in the DMV, sorry, y'all who are not in the DMV, this isn't an opportunity for y'all. But if you are in the DMV area, please drop us online. We want you in the studio. Local grassroots, baby! You know, also tell Triple T to get at us. Yes, local DC podcasters. What's up? Where y'all at? Let's let's do this. Let's play. Like, <laughs> you know? I'm so excited, Jazz. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be so fun. It's just what we need, you know? Y'all. A game show. So fun. <laughs> Black ass. Uh, woke ass Steve Harvey's in this motherfucker. Yeah, just what a great time. Yes, it's what a time to be alive. Time. And you know, it's just because, like we keep saying, the Black Joy Jubilee, they're the love of our lives. For sure. Even with this new show, we want to make sure that the Black Joy mixtape can continue to be your favorite independent news and politics podcast. And the only way we can keep that up for the low, low is if you make sure you contribute to our PayPal. So you can hit us at paypal.me backslash black joy and make sure that we can get our bills paid and Mm -hmm. make sure we got a little pocket change for our time okay and don't forget to like click and subscribe on all the things of black joy you can follow us on twitter at black joy mixtape as well as instagram at black joy mixtape make sure y'all hitting the hashtag now and also, make sure you're telling your family how to access podcasts. Mm-hmm. You know, you got that young iTunes app. You know, make sure, tell your auntie she need to listen to this. Go ahead and show her how to subscribe to the Black Joy Mixtape, <laughs> too. You know, do us a favor. Yes. <laughs> Have the aunties at their little work desk. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, black women the guys. <laughs> so, let's get into this show, get into these headlines, you know, niggas acting up when we came to read the news, you know. Mm-hmm. We been, we went on a hiatus on y'all, you know. We shouldn't have <laughs> left you without a dope beat to step to. But y'all, white supremacy tried it the fuck. Alright? Yes. I'm Lil Tay. I'm the realest <laughs> nigga out here. <laughs> <laughs> I am following Lil Tato. That shit is wild. Have you seen this? Lil Tato flex guys. I haven't seen Lil Tato. Her mom got White fired. folks is in peril. Man, they must be crumbling if this You're is like, what y'all have stooped to. These little thugs. Just. And we about to get to their ringleader. Yep. White people have no self control. Goddamn, goddamn. White people's president and Lil Tay's president specifically <laughs> continues. <laughs> you got chill, man. Sorry. I'm telling the news. Okay, 
Honey Boo Boo was gone, bitch. Guess what? It's a new generation. <laughs> oh, God, go ahead. Go ahead. Should I just say Lil Tay's president? <laughs> yes. Lil Tay's president continues to further his quest for whatever world war he's looking for by withdrawing the U.S. from the Iran deal. This so-called deal created in the name of diplomacy is an agreement reached in 2015 between the Islamic Republic of Iran and a group of world imperialists and colonizers or the permanent members of the United Nations Security Council, the United States, the United Kingdom, Russia, France, and China, plus Germany. Y'all see Wakanda ain't in this shit. (laughs) And the European Union. According to Vox, the deal puts tight restrictions on Iran's nuclear program in exchange for these white-ass and white-adjacent countries can chill out on some of its hypocritical-ass, punishing-ass international sanctions on Iran. Despite Iran fully complying with being heavily surveilled by our country, Trump is trumping. Prior to the deal, more than $100 billion in Iranian international assets were frozen due to international sanctions. Suspending international sanctions means Iran can sell oil, its most important export, on the international market. It also means that America's so-called secondary sanctions, which punish not just Iran, but anyone who does business with them, are now lifted, making it significantly easier for international firms to do business with Iran. But Trump finna fuck up and flex and under imperialist ass, y'all thought all these mugs would have a little coof ass U.S. law. Trump unilaterally can reimpose U.S. sanctions if he so chooses, which he just did, which would put the U.S. in violation of its terms under the deal. So, you know, Trump and his goonies uh, are celebrating this terrible decision. Like Pennsylvania Republican Senator Pat Toomey, who called the deal, quote, flawed and seeks to punish Iran more for its, quote, grotesque human rights abuses, openly hostile aggression in the Middle East, extensive ballistic missile testing, (laughs) and support for terrorism, according to CNN. I know we ain't talking, bruh. Well, if that's the case, I'm curious who will punish the U.S. for its inhumane treatment of the people in Puerto Rico, along with innocent black women who've had the cops called on them for minding their own goddamn business in public. Come on, somebody. Lean into it, Jess. According to Paper Magazine, on International Workers' Day, May 1st, protest in Puerto Rico was generally peaceful from early morning until about 2.15 p.m. when the event devolved into a frightening melee as police repeatedly launched tear gas and attempt to terrorize and discourage the crowd. The demonstration gathered to oppose school closings, university tuition increases, and potential cuts to pensions and other benefits. As the island rebuilds in the wake of Hurricane Maria and the overall abandonment by the U.S., which has devastated the economy and prompted a mass displacement of Puerto Rican people and the folks left on the island have few options with water and the ability to keep the electricity running across the island. 
The protesters said they feared that looming austerity measures would decimate what remained of the island and force even more residents to leave. And when we say austerity measures, we mean like an increase in taxes to continue to oppress them and not give them what the fuck they need. Exactly. Hundreds were affected by the chemicals, including children. Many people were injured in the chaotic stampedes as they fled. Protesters are saying folks are also claiming that police use rubber bullets. Since we are so concerned about punishing Iran, maybe the government should be punishing Waffle House too. White people are White people at Waffle House continue being racist, and it's itching for a boycott because it stands by their employees' decision to terrorize Shakisha Clemens by calling the Sarah police to arrest her simply for being at that nasty-ass and anti-black-ass establishment. Mm -hmm. The incident happened early Sunday, April 22nd, when 25-year-old Shakisha Clemens and her friend Kanita Adams went to Waffle House. While placing an order, Chikisha asked for plastic utensils because she didn't want to use that nasty-ass, greasy-ass silverware, <laughs> at which point an employee told her that would be an additional charge of 50 cents. For some plastic utensils. She had every right to go the fuck off. Clemens rightfully tapped into her righteous indignation and asked for the contact information of the district manager to file a complaint after the employee suddenly canceled Clemens' order. While waiting for the contact information, Clemens was instead attacked by the police where during this unlawful and brutal arrest, Clemens was sexually assaulted, choked, and threatened to have her arm broken by the officer to the unarmed and fearful black woman. Mm. Clemens was ultimately charged with disorderly conduct and resisting arrest. Clemens Howard told the news site, Clemens' mother paid a $1,000 bond Sunday morning unconstitutionally. While black men are settling for a dollar in entrepreneurial programs with a budget that barely covers one year, Clemens is calling for us to rise up for justice. She says, quote, I'm so appreciative of the love and support you guys have been giving. I ask you guys continue to be behind me as you fight for justice for me. Mm. You know, I'm really excited that this is happening because... One, we're seeing again how just black women are left to do a lot of work by themselves. I'm just excited that she's actually calling for us to keep going. Yeah. Because one of the things that I hate that she has to answer to is like whether or not she had been drinking that night. Like black people deserve. It was two o'clock in the morning. Like it's not we, a crime to it's drink. It's not a crime to drink. It's and not to a crime to use plastic silverware and, and not have to more. pay for it. As if Waffle House isn't a multi-million-dollar company who already ain't investing in some already plastic other shit that right. they shouldn't be doing in the first place. Right, and this goes they like, ain't gonna miss it. Right. What did you have to gain from this minimal wage ass? Job Like, these corporations are fucking us up from top to bottom, and it's really despicable when we take on the role of... Well, what did she do for the police to be caught? That's why it don't matter. There was nothing she did 
to deserve that. Even if she did walk in there drunk and demanded to talk to a manager loud, cuss them out, understand. You know you've been at McDonald's and them motherfuckers and told you it's going to be 25 cents for that nasty ass sauce when you asked for it (laughs) and how mad it made your ass knowing good and goddamn well. It don't don't cost that much for that high fructose corn syrup and that sugar in that damn packet now. And the gag is they only do that in black communities. Do you hear me? White people are not paying the extra because i'm just getting sacks now that i live in this multi-million dollar neighborhood i stay getting packs and packs and packs of jelly and honey <laughs> and hot sauce all the shit i ain't asked for silverware plates <laughs> they just giving away all types of shit over here straws <laughs> i ain't even ordered a drink <laughs> Sorry. all these damn napkins i ain't bought paper towels and i don't know how long thank you postmates <laughs> But you you charging my niggas 50 cents. Because you mad that she's here. That's all it is. You're just mad that they're here. And, like, white people, y'all get the fuck over yourselves. Like, y'all are literally summoning the cops that just make a decision in real time whether or not we deserve to be in a space. And you already know we deserve to be there. You just don't want us there. Man, y'all feel so empowered right now. So, white folks listening to this with, um, white folks with all these empowered kin folks that y'all got, I got something for y'all to do right now since y'all listening. Please start educating your awful friends and loved ones to stop calling the police when they are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Our sister and high priestess made headlines over the last two weeks because a white woman could not stand the fact that Amber had the nerve to be black, fat, with a seat by her on an American Airlines flight. Amber, I'm so thankful you made it home that evening. This can literally happen to Just anybody. Flip. So when we're talking about the cool color, colorblind collective, when we're talking about white people have no self-control, those are literally the enemies that we are facing in our personal lives. <laughs> yeah. And yep. Yeah. So if the big shit gets better, this small shit can can chill. Cause mm-hmm. I got other shit to do. Right. I got better things to put my mind on, mm-hmm. to create. And every time y'all fuck with us, y'all literally are snatching a particular avenue away from us. You don't know what portal of our brain you just fucked up with your bullshit. Right. And terror. Right. Period. So, Amber, I'm so thankful you made it home that evening. Could you describe to the Black Joy Jubilee what happened that night and the type of terror white people intentionally invoke when they call the police? I took to my Twitter to tell you all and American Airlines how I had the extreme misfortune to sit next to this still unnamed white woman on a very short and small commuter flight from North Carolina to DCA. She was rude, she was hateful, and she was aggressive with me from the moment that she sat down, you know, um, using her arm and keep moving her arm and putting her hair behind her ear to basically move me over. At one point, she crossed her foot um, with the bottom of her shoe almost touching my leg um, to just very physically and obviously tell me that I wasn't welcome in my seat to the point where she finally turns to me and asks me to move over even though she's in the aisle seat. 
And I shared this story because what I know is happening is that she is trying to make it seem like I don't deserve to be here because I am a black woman, because I am a fat black woman and I have the nerve to fly. And I know this is an experience that lots of folks actually go through with people just disrespecting fatter bodies or bigger bodies or bodies that they deem as non-acceptable on airplanes. And regardless of how we feel about this, the fact of the matter is that 67% of women in this country are over a size 12 and look just like me, just like lots of y'all who are listening to this. And racism does not just stop at the color of our skin. They have literally at every turn used fat bodies and fatness of black folks to discriminate towards us, to keep us from critical services, and to live literally erase us from the media. Yeah, the examples Darren Wilson described Mike Brown as Hulk Hogan. Um, Before uh, killing him. And then you got Tamir Rice, who was described as Husky. Um, There's so many interactions where our bodies are used to justify harm to us. They go way back to Sarah Bartman when they paraded her around because of her large genitals and posterior, to which they did it for so long that even when she died, they still had her remains on display up until early 2000s in France. Mm -hmm. And so, and we know that that type of treatment, that type of exploitation has have justified sexual violence to black women to the point where when we see a viral video of a police officer exposing the breast of a person that they are unlawfully and brutally arresting, it isn't described as sexual assault. Even more so, we, we can't continue to keep talking about how fat bodies just need to lose weight on these planes when and again, we are talking about multi-billion dollar airlines who can literally make the seats and space more accessible and better for us. But instead, they are literally talking about making these seats smaller. And y'all don't even enjoy flying with your little asses. Everybody hates flying. If you are over the height of five foot seven, you do not enjoy being in those seats. Right. And not to mention, this is such a racialized and gender issue because I fly all the time and white men don't ever have these kinds of instances where the police are called because they're taking up too much room. In fact, most of y'all out here manspread and carrying on and people just not saying nothing about it. So before you start talking about how Amber did XYZ or before you start talking about Shakisha Clemens did XYZ in every case somebody could have chosen to just let it ride. Somebody made a choice to not call the police because they didn't like a black woman's attitude. Mm Mm-hmm. And then even before that, someone made a choice to create these ideas around black bodies and where they should and shouldn't be, especially corporations. You got off the plane, right? The police were called when you was on your way home, right? Yeah. So all this happened and what I had decided when we landed and the pilot announced that we were actually 20 minutes early. This was such a short flight and this woman took all these actions to basically embarrass me, I decided to document this shit. Like, I took a video of us, and you can see immediately that's when she begins to feel ashamed and start to um, hide her face, even though she had no shame, what, 
30 minutes fucking prior. Um, and this is a trend. So when I uh, was getting off the plane, I watched her go up to a flight attendant and say that she's harassing me, which was just a flat out fucking lie. Like just a lie. So I tell them, I'm like, she's lying. I did not harass her. She was actually very rude to me on this plane. And I'm going to tell American Airlines about this shit. So I get off the plane, grab my bag. Again, this was a plane that was so small. Everybody's carry-on bags had to be valeted. I picked up my bag, got on the shuttle bus, and began to wait for all of us to get to go home. To which point the flight attendant, now this white, these two white women have paired up in their whiteness and decided that this woman is a victim, even though she is not in any danger. I'm literally on the shuttle going home. Because the police told, uh, used the word victim when they spoke right. to you, right? Everybody assumed that she was the victim and uh, according to them had to treat her as, a, as such. And no one asked a single question. No one asked a question. And in fact, American Airlines is saying we have to request the cops. But the fact of the matter is is their flight attendant literally came up to the shuttle, said, get off the bus. I said, why? And she says, I'm calling the cops. I'm calling security. This bus isn't going anywhere. And I'm like, so if someone is being harassed, tell me how. Like, all these, all these fucking excuses that then lead to me having to deal with the cops. And you never know what bag they are going to come out of that day. Because this pol- police officer was disrespectful to me from jump. Asking me to show my ID again, even though I just went through security, snatching it from my hands. Literally another cop shows up and starts to again question me about my behavior with the first cop, even though I said nothing, I did nothing, I asked questions. And I had every right to be pissed off. So you're telling me the only way black women are going to get out of the, like, it's absurd the amount of numbers we have to run because this white woman wanted to lie at an airport of all places. And black people are literally not allowed to express any kind of emotion outside of complacency in an environment like that because of white people's fear and who they believe is terrorizing them. And apparently they are constantly learning new tricks. They, every time it's in the news that some white person called the police because a black person was doing something benign like sleeping, like barbecuing, they literally find themselves empowered and feel even more entitled to spaces. And also what we learn, even from Chakisha, um, her friend Carnita Adams, Amber taking it upon herself, that white woman in Oakland, um, that person of color who recorded this white woman calling the police. Somebody has to be around to record the incident in order for people to live through it. Yeah. Somebody has to step in. Somebody has to step in to say, like, yeah, I matter. Yes, this person has dignity because this person is... I'm with this person. Yeah. And whenever they think we are alone, that's when they really take to being violent against us or able to create this lie, this fabrication. Like, every single person in these incidents all of a sudden just changed the tone of what happened. You only hear the side of a black woman being angry, but no one is talking about the types of microaggressions as well as macroaggressions because these things are really hard things. They aren't very small. 
They aren't. They literally will keep harassing you until you come out of your bag. And then that's when they break out the crocodile tears. Oh, my God. And they're more likely to believe that person because, once again, despite what Amber just described to you about this interaction, where Amber is literally having a bottom of somebody's foot in her space, she was the one that was so-called harassing this white woman and they believed her and the police were being aggressive to Amber. Mm-hmm. And all these people had to intervene in order for my G to come home. So not only that, so Amber is brave enough to tell the story. And we come to find out, we out here telling y'all to say our name, whether she living or dead, and come to find out black men is out here with whole ass hashtags saying why they will not stand up for a black woman. It's called hashtag H-O-Y-N. Hold, H-Y-O-N. Hold your own nuts. Hold your own nuts. Even the fact that that shit is gender is some like weird ass patriarchy ass bullshit. And, you know, the the fact of the matter is, as long as black men continue to see that black feminism is not their fight or which is just literally black women, I can say for myself, like we are purely asking to have access to shit in order to protect and live the fullest fullness of our lives. And there are false prophet black hotep male leaders who literally see that as a threat against them, which is very similar to how white supremacists and the alt-right view themselves as well. Y'all cannot have access and claim access to the same forms of patriarchy that is literally killing communities, killing black communities. When you're out here saying that black women need to hold their own nuts purely because I have a different political um, ideology than you, we're already holding our own nuts because you niggas refuse to take accountability. You are nowhere to be found. You are nowhere to be found. You are willing to sacrifice nothing for the betterment of black people, but have the nerve to think that you, again, have the higher ground. You don't. You truly don't. And not to mention... You are increasing this body of conservative political thinkers. Right. Y'all's politics, when y'all are talking about hold y'all nuts, you also don't believe in a black woman's autonomy and her agency to her own body. It's why Kanye West, before we even got here, was talking about how he had to take all these showers after dealing with Amber Rose in order to get with his good white woman. Kim Kardashian. A conservative idea, y'all. And so when you are talking about reproductive suppression, this state has outlawed abortion. These are the same black men who are using a lot of stigma to black women around their choices. Instead of having more conversations with black men around how they can make better reproductive choices for themselves. Not a single thing exists around that except carry a condom with your brother like what no yeah we gotta we gotta start believing these black um males when they come out the gate talking about talking terribly around black about women. black women like if you're not for us then you're literally not for the community you can't be Mm-mm. so this situation has been fucked up from top to bottom and we're talking about this story again jasmine and i like multiple levels of fuckery but black folks basically you all deserve to fly 
You deserve to see the world and feel safe no matter what. What I want y'all to know is, specifically white people, not only do you need to stop calling the cops on black people who make you feel uncomfortable, you also need to step in and help defuse these situations and use your white privilege to actually make sure black people make it home safe. And lastly, I want all of us, black folks included, we have to start to confront and interrogate our biases around fat black bodies. Because when we don't correct our homies, when they're talking about fat black women, when we don't, um, when we allow those kind of negative imagery and those hateful thoughts to continue, this is also a threat to us in our communities and when we're moving throughout the world. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> crazy white people is crazy man fat is a political identity it and is. learning that making like the black joy mixtape isn't making things up when it says that black people are being discriminated in their pay they are being discriminated in the jobs they are able to attain where they are able to be and this body positivity movement is way more than whether or not a piece of clothing comes in your size Hello. it's also about making sure that black people can be in their bodies at peace we can stop stigmatizing these bodies based on what white people have told us about these kinds of bodies that are divine that have been a part of us for generations. Mm -hmm. We should honor and protect all black bodies, especially when they're fat. And for black men, if you are to continue to be seen as leaders, as so-called kings, you're going to have to learn to, to keep up with the new agenda. Because if we're not in it, you ain't got nothing. Mm-hmm. So that brings me to the Cool Color Colorblind Collective this week. Of course. And first up... Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> we ain't got it. They don't. And first up, we have DJ Khalid. Since, you know, he's, he's melanated. The thing I love about this story is that we're closer to a black feminist future than I thought because DJ Khaled is being forced to answer to claims of the health of his marriage because of a Breakfast Club interview where he boldly proclaims that he don't eat no pussy. Girl, no, stop. We got to keep up this kind of accountability for our melanated sisters yes, we do. across the diaspora because from our ears to hers, like the fact that he was on the breakfast club talking about this is wild. DJ Khaled says, I don't do that. There are different rules for the king. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I, as a king myself, the king of the South, I ain't never heard no shit like this. <laughs> I don't know what kingdom that DJ Khaled is a part of, but in me and mine's in my house. We shall. We shall eat pussy. Okay. Y'all, this is another form of toxic ass, ridiculous ass masculinity. I don't want young niggas to be out here thinking that there's a level of pay grade that you can obtain. That means you have to opt out of our pleasure. Yeah, no. That's not not real shit. It's not till death do us part and never have thy pussy ate again. No. No. And to be clear, the subliminal here is if you can demand your person not engage in a particular form of pleasure, you are also implying that you routinely coerce your partner into sex that they don't want. If you aren't even giving them the optimal kind of sex to make sure 
that they get theirs, right. you too will most likely be like, well, I'm trying to fuck. I'm the king around here. And when I say <laughs> it's time to have sex, it's time to have yeah. sex. And so when we are talking about pleasure, we are also talking about dismantling rape culture. Because when you are engaging in consent conversations, you are also having conversations about the kinds of pleasure that you want to engage in right. while you are saying what you are willing not to engage in. So, so y'all keep calling out DJ Khaled. Yep. You know, um, niggas who are out here being like, yes, well, I eat pussy. I just want to say to y'all, do more. Yes. Sis, um, men, y'all out here only licking enough to get it wet enough for you to penetrate. And no. I want you to know from me and my melanated sisters, that ain't the way. Yeah. In I, fact, I wrote a song about it called Kids, That Ain't the Way. <laughs> Shout out to the boondocks. <laughs> <laughs> do them like, why have I seen y'all do them how they did you? Just do the most unenthusiastic blowjob you got on your heart. Like Lick this. it like the first time... When you got that rocket pop, just do that. Handle it just like that. Just, um, I'm done. Uh, all right. <laughs> Ooh, that be hurting some feelings. All these, Chop down on I'm shit. just, I'm just so confused how in popular <laughs> culture, I mean, women is using grapefruits. There's all right. these classes exactly. around how to properly suck a dick. Like <laughs> people are trying their best to figure out how to get rid of their gag reflex, and there's hardly nothing around nothing. the mystery and majesty of eating a pussy. I did. There's one video with this old nigga eating a peach. All oh, but that was no. Wow, that was not a lesson. <laughs> all of us are not serpents. <laughs> no. That was nasty. That video that was on Facebook yes, that your, your, your second aunties yes, were sharing. Exactly. Ooh, girl, the ones that still pussy. at the juke joint. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, that's an icebreaker question. I feel like that is an opener. Who's getting an Uber and do you eat pussy? Like, Look, before we leave here, I need and to And do know. you eat pussy past the point of when you think... <laughs> She has come. Like, are you a wall crawler or not? Yeah. Questions that. How you... many? How many you got in you? How? How loose is that neck? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not summer unless we talk about eating pussy on the black. Got to. It's hot outside. It's about to be hot. Y'all deserve more. See, we got her. Act up weather. All right. So speaking of consent, <laughs> next up in the cool color, they never left. Like by yeah. when we launched these this show they were founding members i think it didn't got so bad that the cool color colorblind collective questioning their membership yeah yeah that's how that's how awful they're like is. we don't even want y'all over here about to have sanctions like she about to get a letter from nationals and everything <laughs> so, signed by nick cannon yeah <laughs> and his turban baby and kevin hart oh god <laughs> Um, y'all so bad, y'all can't even be over here no more. <laughs> so Bill Cosby and R. Kelly, we just gonna put them together, you know. Dang down. Bill Cosby was found guilty on three counts of aggravated assault, and each count is punishable by up to 10 years in prison, Lord. Abolish prisons, but make sure you keep one for that motherfucker, please. <laughs> Lock that nigga up. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let all my niggas loose. Yes. You know, but not him. Not him, though. Just... <laughs> 
you know, he's going to have to wait. You know, we've been working for civil rights for, you know, we just, pray, we got to, we, we got to come up with him. a restorative justice program. Yeah. Um, right now, well, the council funding. of uh, blacks in the future, we're right now trying to think of our excommunication plan currently, <laughs> you know, where we excommunicate the blacks who, you know, harm black women and children. Right. Um, and we haven't quite gotten all the rules. You know, some preliminary things we're thinking about is, you know, black people cannot uh, conversate with these people. You know, they're no longer allowed to do business in our community. I mean, other folks can do what they will, but if we find out, we're going to stop doing business with them. You know, that kind of thing, you know. But since we still got these prisons, you know... I guess they'll have to put them in a cage until we figure it out. Yeah, that's where you're going to stay. So (laughs) in addition to that, the Time's Up campaign has recently launched a campaign calling for the world to hashtag mute R. Kelly. Goddamn. And Spotify done deleted that nigga from their playlist. They then took him off the play, which is good because I had a really nice 90s R&B playlist I was following. I remember. And that we had the schedule. Yeah, I was like, listen. This song is on here, nigga. As soon as it come on, just hit next. I just, ain't even. I just had a poop poop clap. Yeah, you know, I ain't, we ain't even listening to intro chords no. on that. <laughs> Make sure not a penny is made on my watch. <laughs> not on my watch. <laughs> not on my watch. Pop my butt. Pop, pop <laughs> my butt. So as black men who are determined to avoid accountability tend to do. Cosby and Kelly are claiming racism for their demise. A high-tech lynching, you say? Yes, they said. The idea of a high-tech lynching was literally introduced to us by Clarence Thomas um, when he was in front of his in front of his Senate Judiciary Committee hearing, and he was asked to respond to sexual harassment accusations brought forward by Anita Hill. So Thomas used this as a way to address racism only for his personal gain and for his convenience. But this term has also been used by black men to not be held accountable for sexual assault. Yeah. And it came from Clarence Thomas. Like the fact that we need to keep drawing these connections between conservative ideas, black men who have done nothing for black communities and why this language keeps coming up when black women have to fight for themselves. Clarence Thomas was able to run that sorry campaign because black folks are so desperate for representation in places of power. So they just found it so important to have a black Supreme Court justice to replace Thurgood Marshall so bad that they allowed a predator like Clarence Thomas to defile the good Anita Hill and Mm. then lie on her and then proceed to take that office and abandon y'all from there on out. Ain't did a single decision in y'all favor yet. Yeah, and it takes away the idea that Anita Hill doesn't have something to contribute to black community. She could have easily been a Supreme Court justice had she never come across the likes of Clarence Thomas. So as a black feminist, you know, I'm deeply and Jasmine is deeply committed to investing in ending the high rates of black and brown people being locked away in prisons. However, if black men insist on using their access to capitalism and patriarchy to avoid community accountability for the harm they cause to black communities through the abuse of black women, then they deserve to be punished by those same systems. We just got to let them go. All right. Yes, they do. So, Jasmine, when we think about all these um, things together and how these black men are trying to coax on, you know, they're just racist. What do we stand to gain or lose by holding black men accountable 
for their toxic behaviors and abuse in our communities? Well, we have everything to gain from this because right now the overall thing that's happening in addition to us letting y'all know that black women are being terrorized by black men constantly um at minimum sexually harassed on the street and max being killed by their intimate partners um trump's approval rating among black men increased in the week between april 22nd and april 29th according to Reuters poll um, Kanye West, uh, this person that the internet is talking about, I'm not quite sure who he is or what he does, um, made a post about, you know, how much he approves of Trump on April 25th. And after that, the approval rating from black men jumped from 11% on April 22nd to 22% on April 29th. If you remember, the Black Joy mixtape warned y'all to be concerned for black men when 13% of them voted for Trump, giving the group a solid B in 2016's presidential election. Things are only escalating. All right. Black men are increasingly being turned into conservatives. They have a whole other part of the Internet that they are engaging and espousing anti-black women rhetoric. And we need to be concerned. I don't know what y'all got going on. Uh, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Childish Gambino. Um but uh, these videos that y'all are producing, I know there's a lot of people who have a lot of thoughts. You know, y'all really been doing this whole black men and violence thing for a while. Great. And y'all need to do a little bit more because, like, black men is running amok in communities. Yeah. Like, for real. And if y'all gonna be these prophets or these leaders of these little niggas, I suggest y'all start putting some things that are a little more loving for them so that they can see themselves. What What is the secret lives of cis men? I don't know. I don't... I, like, I... <laughs> Like, who, who are y'all outside of cheating? Like, y'all, that's y'all only vulnerability this, y'all got? Just tell us the story about how you accidentally kissed your homeboy in the mouth. And Please. Like your process of working through that. Like, maybe that will free some of y'all up. Just, you know? <laughs> just talk about it. Just talk about, <laughs> talk about your sexual desires and all these things. All this confusion. Y'all are hurt. God damn. <laughs> Y'all out here saying all this no homo shit because things ain't quite as straight as you thought they were supposed to be, huh? It's okay. You know, it's not shame. We just want y'all to work through it. We so want we y'all to be free. Fucking up our, our situation. Where is y'all goddamn Henny straight up? Yeah. We got lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody got nothing on it. Y'all literally keep creating all this imagery. Like, Kendrick's to Pimple Butterfly literally got a black woman named Lucy terrorizing him throughout that whole shit. What's going on? What's wrong with (laughs) y'all? Anyway. J. Cole falling out of planes with no limbs with a black woman by his side. Like... But we just don't know what y'all go through. But we in all this content right there. The fact that Kendrick Lamar releasing um, a video with him just fighting SZA. Like, like, what's wrong? What's going on? Are y'all really that conflicted? It Does the pain hurt that much? Like, I beat this black woman's ass. You know, she's on my nerves. The <sighs> pussy can be so deceiving. The heavyweight champ, goddamn. <laughs> 
All right, so that brings us to our final segment, Black Women, the Gods. The Gods. So um, this week, Black Women, the Gods goes to every black woman who attended the Met Gala. No matter if they were on theme or not. Yes. So before we get into our praise and worship, here are some interesting ass facts about the Met Gala that, you know, our broke asses might not be aware of as we continue to like build into our galas, into our Wakandas everywhere. Okay. So number one, did y'all know this shit is a fundraiser? What? The Met Gala is a fundraising benefit for the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City. It went from a local fancy event to a global fancy event after Anna Wintour became the chair in 2005. The event specifically raises money for pretty much the costume department of the Met, which is also named after Winter. So basically, that means we just need to get Solange to chair the Black Sony. Somebody, yeah. And just see what event we come up with. There's tons of talents out here. Anybody, if you got a creative direction on your heart, you could totally do this shit. Yeah, it's all just about vision and pair implementation. Up with Black Future as spaces. Yeah. How about that? So number two, tickets this year were thirty thousand dollars a piece and a table is about two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. Wow, three hundred K before you walk in, huh? Gotta have it in the in the bag. So it is completely an invite only event and Anna Wator literally approves every single invite even if a company or designer purchases a table they still have to have their guests approved honey so last year guess how much money they raised how much 12 million dollars so you mean to tell me the reason why we not seeing a whole bunch of black fat people run around uh met gala <laughs> y'all not. is because y'all ain't being approved by anna winter <laughs> y'all's fat asses better get your creative cocktail out of here <laughs> And then the second thing is, so you mean to tell me that's why it's all these white designers running around there too, huh? Because they they got the means to sponsor these folks and and they fabrics. Yeah. Uh So the third fact is this year's theme was Heavenly Bodies, Fashion in the Catholic Imagination. So, Jasmine, another just sliding in another fun fact is we know that 2 Chains proposed to his wife on the red carpet. Well, 45 actually proposed to Melania, Melania, whomever, during the gala in 2004. So, we seeing Prophecy 2 Chains 2032. What you got on it, 2 Chains? You already, you already moving in the right direction. Let's you know? make this happen. Yeah, yeah, why not? (laughs) (laughs) True. You know, I really wasn't fucking with the theme this year because I'm just like, the Catholic Church, what the fuck? The Catholic Church is literally trying to keep us away from our health care and our jobs. And, like, it is an institution that has been politically protecting pedophiles for quite some time now. That, too. Like, no doubt about that shit. Just, we don't But they look nice. They got nice... Uh, threats. We definitely don't need more of that pop culture just Mm-mm. raining down. You don't deserve Rihanna in the outfit of the garb of your leadership. She's our Pope now. Yes. So who was your pick, Jasmine? What did you love about the Met Gala via your thumbs on social media? 
Um, so I will have to go with Solange because literally the evening before she tweeted out how stressed she was and she wants to leave it up to the people to decide which outfit. The people I saw, for whatever reason, chose an outfit similar to the one that she wore to her wedding. It was a white dress with a cape. But I was like, no. The black with the do-rag is is the way we're going. Mm -hmm. Not only did she show up in that outfit, she also brought Florida water. She did. Now, for y'all who really just wanted to take a moment to really ingest, my God, where's a do-rag, understand that in New Orleans, where Solange currently lives, hoodoo is very much based in Catholicism because, as the old folks used to say, Catholic by day, witch by night. And so uh, <laughs> a lot of black folks in hoodoo, um, voodoo, who practice those things, put a lot of the Orisha in the saints' imagery of the religion. So it was such a great ode to what this actually looks like for black people in the Deep South. Especially in the bottom. Yes. And I think that is, that was the kind of attitude I wanted all the black folks to come with. Like, how do we collectively say, give you high fashion and stomp on the Catholic church at the same time? And I feel like my contender is hands down Lena Waif because she came through giving us again, She's in the present, but she's constantly thinking about black futures. The fact that this woman wore, like, looked like this regal-ass, masculine, (laughs) up-center, stud, black woman wearing the rainbow flag, which I think is important to mention, that her flag had the addition of the brown and black stripes, an update on the gay flag proposed in Philly by a group of black and brown folks who really wanted to see people of color reflected in the LGBT community. And literally when this flag went up, there was tons of pushback. And now we're a year after that and we see Lena Waif wearing it as high fashion at an event that is supposed to be honoring a political entity that has been very uncaring, very unloving, and anti-LGBTQ to LGBTQ folks and folks of color. So shout out to the great people doing that work, like the homie Louie, because Lena is bringing it all together for us in this time. I'm very grateful. So glad. And then I just, it just looked like Lena was just just wrapped up in pride. Yeah. And that was just beautiful to witness. The imagery that's coming out from Lena making this choice, this choice that costs about $300,000. Just the stunt, Like, n- to take an opportunity like that to give us an iconic moment on a stage In a time where even white LGBTQ people have a lot of resistance to this new flag, refuse to acknowledge that melanated people are LGBTQIA, the fact that this exists still and Lena takes a moment to be one of the first openly queer icons in popular culture, I stand. It was yeah. everything. And I think now I just have a new appreciation for um, Janelle Monae's black and white and as far as representing bisexuality and pansexuality. And she came through stunting too, giving you a little bit of titty under a hijab and a halo. Yeah. It was great. Welcome. 
Thank you, everybody. You oh. know, let's get our uh, Met Galas popping across the country. Please, because you know? I got some ideas. Yes. Don't don't give me no thing, especially talking about some niggas going to church. Yes. So, next up, <laughs> that was Met Gala for Mother's Day. Mother's Day is coming up this Sunday, so listen to this with your mamas. But we're so excited to share with you all that the DMV is giving the gift of freedom and is aiming to raise $2,000 to bring black mamas home for Mother's Day this year. All black mamas. Yes. Trans mamas, queer mamas, uh all the mamas, oh. yeah, yeah, honorary mamas, all them folks need to come home. They deserve to be free and not in them cages. Amen. And $2,000 can bring home a lot of mamas, considering most people are being held on bail for under $150. And nearly 80% of women in jails are actually mothers, and most of them have only been accused of minor offenses. So last year, we told y'all about this action is happening again. Organizers and artists right here in our backyard of DMV are literally freeing black mothers for Mother's Day. And we can be a part of that, can't we, Black Joy Jubilee? Yes, we can, because this practice is unconstitutional because it disproportionately holds our poor people of color hostage. Because they're not even... Uh, they Just because even they been... can't afford to get out before trial. Right. Like, they have not been tried yet, and they have to sit in a prison. So give the price of a crab leg feast with a side of a Cheddar Bay biscuit, or whatever you can, to bring mamas home for Mama's Day. So you can do this by donating at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y backslash... Capital D, the rest of this is lowercase, MV bailout. So again, bit.ly, DMV bailout, but the D is capitalized. So excited this is happening. Oh, I am so glad. And that pretty much wraps the show. Also, shout out to What's Up Yaya, the Black Joy Jubilee patron saint and real one, trill one cousin of ours who came to dc and showed out yeah she gave us the most beautiful picture from our ted talk a picture that we took backstage of our ted talk wow um and it's just great it's from what's up yaya and an artist that you can actually find on instagram her name is american mouth and it's a-m-e-r-i-c-a-n M-O-U-T-H-H-H. You, you, you're a genius, girl. Black genius, black creative everywhere. It's not just the Gambinos. It's the black women, all right? Yaya is so divine. If you check out her Instagram at What's Up Yaya, you will find a, a really wonderful Highlight, yeah. You know the the always hair will be popping. Mm-hmm. Always giving us just themes and flavors and just joy. She has upgraded my makeup game by giving me a box with makeup, and we just really love our Black Joy Jubilee art. I know Desiree uh, sent us a 
photograph because of her photography a little while back. We now have this painting. We Darnie. get cookies from uh, Kitchen Empress in Baltimore. Yeah, Darnese did me a painting of one of the pictures that I took a while back from my Instagram at Darnese Creates. So if you feel inspired to create uh, anything with, with your favorite catchphrases, you want to depict your favorite host of news and politics, at the Black Joy Mixtape, by all means, send it to us. Please do not forget to make sure that you donate to our PayPal at paypal.me backslash blackjoy. Also, please remember to rate, comment, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, as well as Stitcher. Stitcher, baby. And don't forget, the Black Joy Mixtape has a new show coming out later this summer, but we need you. If you're in the DMV, please do not forget to drop us a line at where, Amber? Culture Trivia Podcast at gmail.com. Just tell us what you contribute to Black culture. That's it. And remember, if you want to give us a shout out, uh, if you want to book us for a fee to your next event, Please hit up the Black Joy Mixtape at gmail.com. Amber, where can they find you on social media? I'm just Amber J. Phillips on Twitter and Instagram. What about you, Jasmine? You can find me at Jazz on Your Mind on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow Black Joy Mixtape on Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget to use the hashtag. Please don't. Hashtag Black Joy Mixtape. This is Amber J. Phillips, the high priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz, the king of the South. And you just listened to the The Black Black Joy mixtape. Hey, what it do? Jealousy. 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 Jealous